I got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Chris Knox, in the building. Welcome to the For The Record Podcast, episode number three. You know what I'm saying? New Year, same us. You know what I'm saying? New Year, same you. You know what I'm saying? All y'all are still fucking the same hoes right now. S- fuck the same hoes. Actually. 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 My boyfriend was telling me to scoot up, so that's why I sound like a robot. <clears throat> but, yeah, hello, guys. It is I, once again. <clears throat> Three times again. Um. So, what are we talking about? Well, didn't I just tell you to let it happen naturally? Oh. So how your new year been so far, man? It's been it's been good. You know, I thought it was gonna be like really shitty. I haven't really done anything I wanted to do that I said I was gonna do. Like I said I was gonna work out. You know how you try to like I'm not trying to change myself, you know, as a whole, because you know, every year, you know, we say new year, new me, and you try to like change everything about you. But I'm just trying to change, like, these small things. Like I said, I was going to work out. Because I was working out every day. Remember when you was working out every day? And I, I see that. you in the mall. And I was like. I remember that. Is that, is that y'all? Is that Christopher Knox? That was a good That was a good little era right there, man. I was I was getting to it. I said I want to work out, gain some weight. Have I don't done, care how much I work out. I'm not going to gain no weight. Have you done any of that this year so far? No, I have Trash. not done Nick ass Nick ass (laughs) I haven't done that I've been trying But it's like Like yesterday I um, Asked Patrick I was like Do you want to get burgers Or do you want to go running And I chose Burgers Boy I tell you boy Niggas ain't never gonna change Boy Niggas ain't never gonna change Niggas ain't never gonna change Especially niggas ain't never gonna change R. Kelly (laughs) (laughs) Perfect segue (laughs) So as a lot of you know, that R. Kelly is, um, you know what? We're not going to say as a lot of you know, because we've been new. We've been new. It's just, you know, everybody's dragging it out now. But um, R. Kelly's on, is he on trial? Is he on trial now? Yeah, he's on trial for, um, you know, the child pornography and the abuse and the uh, sex cult and whatever else he got going on. And this man had been on trial like three times, I think. I can remember him being on trial when I was younger and hearing um, my family talk about it because they're really big R. Kelly fans like most people. I'm still listening to Chocolate Freddy. I don't care what nobody say. This shit jamming. <laughs> I told, I put on Facebook, I said, I'm still going to step in the name of love. And somebody was like, well, you're a part of the problem. If we cancel R. Kelly, we need to cancel NBA Youngboy. We need to cancel Kodak Black. We need to cancel Kevin Gates. We need to cancel all these abusive-ass, homophobic-ass men. These, uh, what? They didn't make no step in in the name of love, though. Exactly why they getting canceled. So if we cancel (laughs) R. Kelly, you know, I hope R. Kelly comes out and he tells um, on everyone who is an accomplice to what he was doing. Because in the, um, I watched the, uh, I watched the documentary on him. And, um, what's that there? But um, I watched the documentary on him, and, you know, basically, this man, he's he's been doing the same shit since we were kids. You know, he's went on trial for the child pornography first. He went on trial for, uh, no, it was always the child pornography. It was that. And, but, you know, like, I was basically going based off of what I've always heard. And honestly, I'm a little confused as to why it's coming up all of a sudden like it is, because this has been a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, not going to lie to you, I feel like R. Kelly's baby mama coming out with it because some child support checks stopped. Because her kids are 18, I think. So, <clears throat> you know, when that money stopped and then, you know, she put on a documentary, it's not about the money. Sis, why you ain't say nothing before? Why last mm-hmm. year you were mm-hmm. stepping in the name of love? Also, she used to be on this um, reality TV show, uh, uh, Hollywood Wives or something like that. And she seemed like she was fine. That's how I knew who she was is because, like, my mom used to watch that show or my somebody used to watch that show. 
And um, I remember seeing her on there. And not once did she say anything about R. Kelly, you know. She was like, well, I'm the um, ex-wife of R. Kelly and blah, blah, blah. Like, she was on this show. She never complained. But now all of a sudden she's complaining. And I guess it's like all these women and got together. Which, again, like I've said numerous times, I am not blaming the victim. But at the same time, like, this stuff looks shady as hell. It really looks shady. Ain't it crazy how, like, you know, this child support shit, like, even the broke motherfuckers go through child support. Like, a woman would go through anything to take the last of a nigga's money. That is not true. I strongly believe in child support. If that nigga ain't doing shit to help you, I, I, I you know, I support independent mothers. But at the same time, if you have a child by a man and that man is not supporting his child, sometimes it is hard, especially for younger mothers, you know, Younger what you, mothers. What you call support? What you call support? Buying the baby pampers, buying the baby clothes, buying the baby food. If the parents are separated, you have this mom, and this is how this is very common in black communities. Okay, you know some of us grew up in two parent households, which you know is a blessing. Uh, it can be for a lot of people, it's a curse because a two parent household can be just as toxic as a single parent household. So, but you know, like you know, we grew up watching our moms take care of us, like, use their last and, like, you know, be stressed out over what our dads was putting our moms through. You know, we watched that growing up, and I understood. At first, I would think, like, why like why, why is child support a thing? You know, why is this, you know? My dad always, you know, took care of us. Like, he always made sure we had, you know, whatever it was that, you know. But um, he was still, he still had child support to pay. Mm. But he was still doing the thing. Now, I don't believe in if a man is taking care of his child, I don't believe that he should be on child support. I feel like if he's if you can call him and say, hey, I need some pampers or hey, I need, you know, even hey, I need my light bill paid. Because I feel like if a woman is struggling and she got a child by a man, the man should be taking care of her, not okay. necessarily taking care of her, but like supplying what she needs in order to take care of the baby. So what's what's the bar? Like, is it a dollar amount or like said a lot? Cause some to some women, oh, all he do is just pay the light bill. Oh, he that's all he do is just buy pampers and pay the light bill. No, you know some women are super greedy because honestly, if I had a baby, say um, I had a baby and um, I wasn't with the father of my child, and my baby's father isn't doing anything for me, then I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to put him on child support. But if he's doing, you know, all that he can, because he could be doing just as much as me. And the thing is, what a lot of baby mothers do not realize is that, like, sometimes men struggle too. You know, sometimes men struggle to pay their own bills. And so it's hard for them, and I'm not making excuses for deadbeat dads and stuff like that, but at the same time, like, we got to think, okay, if he gives us $100, you know, maybe that's all he has. If you know that ain't all he has, then okay, that's different. But if you know that he is struggling, just like you, don't leave that man alone. Just you take what he You should have never you. fucked a broke nigga, man. You shit don't fuck a broke nigga, man. I'm telling you. Shit you, happens, though. Women, if you're going to fuck a man, make sure he got a future. Make sure he got a future. Fuck a college nigga That's, that's problematic. That's very problematic. <laughs> fuck a college nigga Because, <laughs> you know, like, I know college niggas. I know a dude that graduated from college, and he work at a hotel. He went to school for, uh, I want to say business and engineering or something like that. He works at a hotel. I mean, he's probably making good money at the hotel, but at the same time, sometimes, you know, like, shit happens, you know? Especially, like, okay, say, and I've seen this um, incident happen within my family. Like, two people are married. One loses a job, and, you know, the, the just, it's just one supporting the family. Or even, like, you know... Um, if, okay, say for instance, you know, your dad lost your job. Your mom's single. She getting child support from the father. Mm-hmm. Father loses his job. Mm-hmm. You know, now she's just stuck taking care of you. And a lot of women don't think about that. Like, men go through shit. Men struggle just like we do. Now, I do think that if, like, because a lot of times when men lose their jobs, I feel like if you're a certain age and you keep losing jobs, then that's a problem. Because I know dudes who got kids and they can't keep a job for some reason. Shit sad, bro. Can't keep a job. So I feel like if you have a child in this world and you're doing everything in your power to take care of that child, support the child, you know, be there for the child, financially, emotionally, whatever. But back to the greed of the women, though. The greed of the woman is overpowering the paycheck. 
What? No. Okay, so women, a lot of women can get greedy because, you know, uh, Tyrese's baby mama was getting, like, hella money in child support. And a lot of these women don't want to work. That's what it is. They don't want to work because the child support money is taking care of the baby, them, their mamas, their daddies, you know, everybody else. So, like, a lot of times women can be greedy. And that's, you know what I'm saying, to the women out there who um, have their child's father on uh, child support, like Elizabeth said, please take into consideration. Now, I ain't gonna, if you ain't doing shit, cool, bit, you know what I'm saying, do what you got to do. Give him hell. Nah, you're playing. Don't give him hell. But if he doing the best he can, man, come on, cut that man some slack, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's hard being But a man at the here, same man. time, if you are a man and you know you have a baby on the way, I need for you to get that check. I need for you to get out there and get that bread. I need for you to make sure that you are able to take care of this woman and this baby, even if you don't want to be with the woman and the baby. Make it strictly about the woman and the baby because what people do, and this is why I did not talk to men with babies, they have this thing with their baby mamas. Well, they still want to fuck their baby mamas. You know, they don't want to be with the baby mama. They just want to fuck. And, you know, it gets hard. It gets it's, confusing. It's guaranteed pussy, though. Yeah, That's until yours. she get mad at you because she can't have you like she wants you. And then she puts you on child support. Yeah, that you happens got, a lot. I fuck seen. her every night then. No, because she's going to want you over there every night. And a lot of times when babies are born, like these are things I've seen with my own two eyeballs. When babies are born, men want to, like, they see the baby they see the woman. They want a family. And then eventually throughout, you know, a couple months later, they realize, or a couple weeks later, they realize this isn't what they want. That's not what they want. They don't want a family. They want to be single and stuff like that. That's why it is very important that you watch who you have a baby by. Even though, you know, some people will be like, oh, you can't, I can't, you can't help who you have a baby with. Yes, yes you can. Yeah, you can. If, if he don't got what you need. Don't fuck him. Creflo Dollar said you don't accidentally have sex. First of all, we not listening to Creflo Dollar. Did he go to prison for beating up his daughter? Huh? Then did he? What happened? What What happened with that? Or he beat her up or something? He got arrested. He got arrested for beating up his daughter. Man, that man know the word. That man know the word. The devil know the word. Well, he sure sound good. Yes, <laughs> the devil know how to make it look good. So, but. You know, like I said, a lot of times baby mothers can be greedy. Um, R. Kelly's baby mama, I'm not saying that she was greedy. I'm just saying that, you know, it's just strange how, you know, all this stuff is coming up. And I'm not, because, you know, I've learned that, you know, people, when things happen to people, like, you know, when people are abused physically, mentally, you know, verbally, emotionally, whatever, you know, it's hard for them to just come out and say, I'm being abused. And another thing we have to stop blaming women for is not leaving, you know, because, you know, like some women can just up and go. Some women can just be like, okay, I'm gone. I'm done. You know, but we don't know how much she loved him. I don't know. I don't know if she loved him at all. After watching the documentary, you know, hearing her talk about the abuse that she endured and, you know, how she couldn't talk to her family and how all these other things were going on. If that's the case, R. Kelly need to be in prison. Bodyguards need to be in prison. Everyone around R. Kelly need to be in prison. Because why is it that you couldn't get out of that situation that you were in? Why were you stuck in a room? You couldn't get out of this. You couldn't get out of the situation. Why? Like, why was it that, you know, you went out in public? You know, you was at the hospital. You couldn't tell these people, hey, I'm being abused. I have I'm having kids yeah. because at that point you're putting your kids in danger. If you right, see that this right, man right. is doing this to you and you're hearing about him doing this to all these other girls, then you are putting your kids in danger. So why when you went to that hospital? Because in the documentary, it talked about how, um, you know, when, when all that child pornography stuff happened, she didn't know anything about it. All she knows is that it's like in the middle of the night, she ain't taken to Florida and, you know, nobody's telling her where she's going or anything. She's asking questions. Nobody's answering her or anything. She gets the, ho um, the hotel in Florida. She still don't know what's going on. She ends up going into labor early. She goes to the hospital. If you were going through all that shit, if you were at the point where you wanted to kill yourself, why didn't you say something then to those people, to people that could have actually helped you get out of that situation at that point? I can't say that, oh, she was so in love with him. Because in that documentary, she was bawling. She was bawling her eyes out. And she was like, I just didn't know how much more I can take. If you felt that way, why didn't you ask for help when you had the opportunity? She wasn't strong enough, bro. And, uh, but you had, but she had kids. 
Yeah, yeah. She had kids, and that's the thing. That's why I feel like it was a money thing. I feel like for a majority of the women that R. Kelly is with, it's a money thing. These girls, it is not the 1990s anymore. Yeah. People are speaking up for themselves. There is a way to get protection. There's a way for other people to save your life. You know, there's different things you can do to save your own life. So I feel like it's a money thing. Now, R. Kelly, wrong as hell. He's nasty. He deserves everything that he's about to get. He deserves to go to prison. He had sex with a little girl. He pissed on her. You know, so he he deserves to go to prison for that hell. If they kill him, whatever. But at the same time... Whoa, 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 I'm I'm just saying, it's a little girl. That's a 14-year-old girl. Now, imagine that being your little sister. Oh, yeah, he got to die. He got to die. Yeah. Like, you got to think, like, when you have siblings and stuff like that, because, you know, like, I think about my little brother. Like, I know that if someone touches my little brother, like, I'm probably going to prison. It's not even a probably. I'm going to prison. My little, like, this girl was 14 years old. And Sparkle, this the girl that was 14 years old is um Sparkle's niece. Sparkle's the one we were talking about. She made the um music with him. Sparkle just as guilty as R. Kelly because Sparkle knew that R. Kelly was abusing that woman. So why would you bring your niece around him? True, true, And you heard the allegations against him. Why would you bring your niece around him? It's just like a lot of stuff isn't adding up. And it sounds like when the money stopped, that's when the problems start. So, question, you know how they got Cosby when he was about to get that network? Was R. Kelly, I'm oh, sorry, was Robert about to like make a, like get a big deal or something or it was just, just coincidence or just out of the blue or what What was the... I don't think so. I think it was... Because his music not really selling no more. I mean, but people still gonna stream Bump and Grind. People still gonna stream... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't Love, you know. Yeah. People still gonna listen to his music. Ignition Remix. Okay, people still gonna listen to <laughs> Ignition shit, and the man. Remix, okay? Shit, so, at the same time, but... It just seems like when the money stops, the problems start. Now, I don't have all the information, but that's why I watched the documentary so I can actually hear it from the horse's mouth. Because a lot of these situations, and if you have not watched the documentary, please go watch the documentary. Because, you know, I heard some people at work talking about the documentary, and I said, um, I said, did you watch it? They said, no, they didn't watch it. But they dogging R. Kelly, which he deserves to be dogged. Yeah. He does. I'm not defending R. Kelly. R. Kelly is wrong as hell. He, gets, he deserves whatever he's going to get. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the facts are in the documentary. Well, the facts are in the documentary. She, she did air quotes, y'all. She did, she did air quotes. Y'all can't so, quotes. so that's why watching the documentary is important because, you know, like we're basically going based off of what we're seeing on Twitter, basically what we're hearing, you know, and we're not really, you know, doing our research on it. I watched the documentary. A lot of, most of the girls, all of the girls were victims. All of the girls were victims of abuse from R. Kelly. But a lot of the girls, and a lot of you know this, played themselves. The, one, the girl I told you about, the 33-year-old, I am 22 years old. If I was to meet R. Kelly right now, if I was to see R. Kelly inside of a club, I am not going to walk up to R. Kelly and say, hey, my name is Mary Elizabeth. Um, I work for such and such. And yeah, I just wanted to come and introduce myself to you. I'm a reporter. I do this. I do that. That's basically what that girl did. She walked up to him and introduced himself. Now, If I was to meet R. Kelly, if I was to see R. Kelly, I'm not going to approach R. Kelly. Why? Because I know that R. Kelly has pissed on a 14-year-old girl. And if you know this information, if you know that he has a a history, a past of doing these things to women, why would you approach him? Why would you put yourself through that? You could have avoided that, and you made yourself a victim. You could have avoided that. Now you're a victim. Yes, R. Kelly abused you, but you walked into that trap. And that's, and you know, nobody wants to accept that. They're like, oh, you can't blame the victim. That's not blaming the victim. We got to use some common sense. Right. We have to use some logic. We have to, you know, we have to use what the good Lord gave us. I'm not about to walk up to pissy ass R. Kelly and hold a conversation with him so he can know who I am. I don't even want to know who R. Kelly is. So has he ever, like, apologized publicly, like, for, you know, all those things he did? I don't. He made a song. Talking about everything that he did. I did not 20, listen 20, to it. 20, 20 minutes on? I thought it was like 20 minutes. Uh, I ain't heard that. I don't know. I'm not going to listen to it. But I'm not going to listen to nothing R. Kelly said that he did because he couldn't even tell the truth. I watched this video. I remember being like 15 and I watched the video of him having sex with this girl. She looked like a child. 
You know, she looked like a child. And, you know, I knew it was wrong. I didn't really understand at the time. I was still listening to R. Kelly just like everybody else. But why stop listening to R. Kelly now? He's been doing this. R. Kelly's been doing this since the 90s. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, R. Kelly made me believe I can fly. He made me believe I can fly. I'm good. First kind of, of all. I, 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 gotta, I can separate the person from the music, though. See? And they talked about that in the documentary. They talked about how people separate him from his music. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, it's a lot easier to stop listening to his music once you realize that it's about underage girls. But, you know, R. Kelly, um, he... I don't think he ever apologized. I think he just denied it. Like the, he's still saying that he never had sex with this 14 year old girl. Now, I don't know if he said it, that he did it in his song, but in the documentary, the first, no, the second girl, that's who it was. She was also a victim. You know, she, I can't remember how she met, said she met R. Kelly. Oh no, she had went to a video shoot with her friend and she ended up meeting R. Kelly and getting his number. Next thing you know, she's having threesomes with the 14 year old. And R. Kelly told her that she was 16. She, The girl was 17 at the time. And R. Kelly's telling her, like, well, she's 16, so she's closer in your age. The girl was on the tour bus, and she said, oh, I can't wait to get a car when I turn 16. And then she was like, aren't you already 16? She said, no, I'm not 16, I'm 14. And that's when she found out the girl was 14 years old. R. Kelly had been making sex tapes with both of them, like threesomes and stuff. So she took the tape. And she gave it to one of her friends. And I think one of her friends, like, sold it and made copies of it and stuff. That's how it got out and around. Mm. And, th like, this was a real thing. And you could see R. Kelly in the tape. You saw him. Was this bald head R. Kelly? Braid R. Kelly? Or what, which R. Kelly? Era this was, was bald head R. Kelly. Oh, this oh, this the happy people. Happy place people. No, this was uh, bump and grind R. Kelly. This was 90s. This happened in the 90s. Oh, okay, okay. okay. You know, so after Aaliyah... It was old girl he met in the mall that he played with, you know, slapped in the face. Sparkle, then, right? Not Sparkle. Sparkle was his protege. Sparkle was the singer. Sparkle oh. was actually became a singer. R. Kelly you know? slapped a woman? R. Kelly slapped. Um, he slapped all of them, you know? And then let me. The, for talking back, right? For talking back to him or like uh, asking too many questions or something like that. And so. Yeah, um, messing with Robert, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh and another one that another one that uh got me was the 14 year old girl she said she went to his she said she used to skip school she was 15 i think she said she was a freshman in high school she used to skip school to go to his trial because it was open to the public and she said that she saw kelly walking and she walked up she hugged him and told him like hey keep your head up or whatever blah 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 Ooh, excuse me you know she told him to keep his head up and you know she, she ended up getting his number now, you, I was 15 years old and I knew right from wrong. Again, not victim blaming, but let's use some common sense here, okay? So, if I'm a 15-year-old girl and I'm hearing these rumors because I knew, I watched that video when I was like around 14 or 15 and I knew that this was wrong. So, if R. Kelly would have called me, no, she said she called him. And the first thing he says is like, hey, come over and make sure you bring your swimsuit. If this nigga say this shit to me, and all the shit that I'm hearing about him, I don't know if it's true or not, that's going to make me think, you know, me using common sense because, you know, we develop a good bit of common sense by middle school, you know, hell, by elementary school. Supposed to, at least. And so, you know, again, I victimize. If anybody is to blame, it's these girls' parents. It's these girls' parents. It's everybody around R. Kelly. R. Kelly needs to go to prison. Sparkle needs to yeah. go to prison. The bodyguards, you gotta the be, manager. You got to be kind of sketchy about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would not let my daughter around a guy who allegedly, you know what I'm saying, is pissing on women and slapping them and, you know what I'm saying, you know, all that crazy shit he's doing. I'd be, I'd be very sketchy at it. Exactly. So I feel like it was a money thing because now all these women are coming out. Why aren't y'all still scared that he can get to you? Do you Why think, aren't you scared anymore? Do you think, like, they had this in their head, like, years ago? Like, okay, I'm going to do this, but later on, I'm going to get his ass. You think that you know was a plan that could, that could have That most definitely could have been the plan. But it had to have been the money. If that's the case, then it had to be been the money. Because yeah. why else would you? And the, another thing is, these girls were able to go home. The first sign that he was abusing you and you went home, why would you go back? Why would you go back to that? Why would a woman go back to an abusing man that she's not in love with? For the check.
Or maybe originally, like I said, they were just didn't have any common sense, and it kind of they kind of clicked later on. Like I can really capitalize off this. Another thing is, girls, young girls are easily manipulated, so it's very understanding. Again, I'm going to say this, and again, I'm gonna keep saying this. I am not victim blaming, but come on, we know that you know we, every all most of the women that I know today have dated an older guy. They just snuck off with an older guy. And even in high school, we probably skipped school. I know I skipped school one time for a guy. I don't know if I told you about that. What's his name, Robert? No, it was most... <laughs> no. But um, I skipped school with this guy. Mm. And the whole time, I'm in panic mode. Like, oh my God, like... I'm telling him, you know, you got to have me back at the school by this time because, you know, you know, we didn't all did it, but we knew it was wrong. We knew it was wrong. So, you know that this is wrong. So, everybody needs to stop acting like, oh, well, you know, they don't know any better. They know better. They do. And they are victims. Yes. Women are smart now. You know what I'm saying? I believe they. Women are key manipulators. It's it's calculated, man. It's calculated. It's got to be, bro. It's got to be. But. It's got to be calculated. But um, this R. Kelly stuff is, you know, wrecking my brain. It just—it's been dragged out for so long. Like I'm mm. so tired. Like I literally muted R. Kelly, um, pedophile. I, I muted everything pertaining to R. Kelly off of my timeline because I'm so tired of hearing about R. Kelly. Nobody wants to state the facts. Wait, Facebook didn't get that advantage now. No, this is Twitter. I don't even—you know—I'll be on Facebook like that. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But you know, uh. I just really want people to open up their eyes and, you know, you, like watch the documentary. Because once you watch the documentary, you're going to see. Because at first I was thinking, like, why would R. Kelly do all this shit? Like, why? You know, there's no excuse for why he was doing what he did. He was wrong. He was very wrong. If you still want to listen to Step in the Name of Love, if you can separate the people from the music, then do that. I'll still listen to Ignition Remix. If you can listen to Ignition Remix without thinking about how he was fucking Aaliyah, then do that. Now, look, man, music is subjective. You know what I'm saying? I don't think of it like that. I mean, I know all this stuff is going on and make you go back and listen. Just like, uh, what's that uh, what's that homosexual uh, artist that uh, was uh, Frank Ocean? First of all, he's not homosexual. He said he had an experience with a guy that does not make him gay. You can suck a little dick and not be gay, okay? Men, if you want to go out and suck some dick, do that. Look, you, that does not mean that you are fellas, gay. Fellas, fellas, you already know in guy world, if you suck one dick, you're gay forever. you gay forever. Five ever, six Let me ever. tell you something. Y'all, a man's G-spot is in his ass. So if you want to take some dick or you want to suck some dick, I'm not judging you because, you know, you're exploring your sexuality. I'm not exploring that fact. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I take it for what it is. If it's a fact, it's a fact. I'm not. I'm these, not these niggas that. gonna suck some dick. Somebody gonna watch this. And somebody gonna listen and they gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? She ain't never lied. She ain't not gonna go suck some dick oh, right now. Oh look, don't don't look. Don't open that. Don't open that door. I'm telling y'all, guy world. Don't you know open the front door. Open the back door. Would never let you live it down, bro. If ain't nobody suck, gotta know. There's no comeback, bro. Bro, there's no comeback. Low, uh. You gonna be forever known as Dick Mouth. Look, dog. That'll be your name, Dick Lock Mouth. Lock dog. He um was it Lock dog? Or Lock, what was his name on on Don't Be a Menace? Lock dog. Yes. Anyway, he let a dude suck his dick for a cheeseburger. Was he gay? No. Okay, true. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know you can do a gay act and not be gay, but in guy world, is is. Bruh. And if you do want to be gay, then be gay. And by the way, you know, a cheeseburger not worth getting your dick sucked by a dude, okay? It depends. A cheeseburger from Whataburger. That, you know, if you if you suck some dick for a Whataburger cheeseburger, then I'm not blaming you. Now, if you out here sucking dick for McDonald's, then I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Look, man, if you straight, don't, have, don't, don't do nothing to no dude, man. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, bro. If it ever come out. Your homeboy, will, they'll call you dick. Okay, let me tell you something, because I know, ooh, you know what? I'm not even going to discuss that. I'm like, because I know, I know about some of y'all. Some of them watching this like, oh, shit, she didn't figure me out. I may not be talking about you. Fit. I might be talking about your homeboy. Fret not. Fret not, fellas. Fret not. She, because, she ain't got no ammo. Listen, Teapot Tucker knows everything. Man, shit. Look, man, look. Tell you something. She is not a threat. Keep your keep your business to yourself. If you want the low, Liz don't know about it. She don't know about it. I promise you, I know. If you out here sucking niggas' dick, I know. 
Please believe that I know. But your secret is safe with me. Just don't fuck with me. But your secret is safe with me. Speaking of uh, men to society, man, um, how many times have you got your black card uh, revoked? I've never had my black card revoked. Get out of here. I don't, believe, I don't believe in black cards. Honestly, growing up on both sides of the, um, the fence was, uh, you know, I grew up with a on a not-so-fortunate side, and then I grew up on a fortunate side, you know. When I was on the not-so-fortunate side, we had a DVD player. We didn't have cable. You know, where I was with my aunt, who didn't have, DVD you know. DVD stacked up like a motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> so we had all the black movies. All Friday, the Friday, yeah. Don't Be a Minute. All the Rush Hours. All the Rush Hours. <laughs> we had all of them. We even had Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so, DVD and then, you know. Be. All the Adam Sandler movies, too. No. What? Not the... Adams. Man, my auntie had all them Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movies. Man. Oh, there's that Adam's Family. Oh, no, no, no. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Adam Sandler. Eight Crazy Nights. We had that uh, uh, DVD. I love Eight Crazy shit, Nights. This shit fresh as fuck. And, no like, I know every song from I used to be singing my ass off. But, you know, and then growing up on the fortunate side, I was surrounded by, you know, a lot of black kids who grew up in a whiter, quote unquote, environment. And so. You know, they didn't watch Friday. You know, they had cable. They was watching Disney Channel, Nickelodeon all day, which we did too. But, you know, we started off, yeah, we had a mix. We started yeah. off watching Friday because we didn't have cable. You yeah. know, we started off watching Don't Be a Minute. Remember that movie Bones with Snoop Dogg? Do you yeah. remember that movie? Bones with Snoop Dogg? We oh, had that on, like, all the bootleg <laughs> movies. You know, that's what we grew up on. Like, um, two of my best friends, they have no black car whatsoever. They brother just now getting a black card. But, you know, uh, they it's a lot of movies that they have not seen. My old roommate, she she just now watched Friday, I think, like, last year. For, like, for, I think she said that. You know, it's a lot of movies that she ain't seen. And that's because they grew up a little bit more fortunate. And that's right. what people, you know, people are always just like, oh, you act black. You act. No, I was broke. So, if anything, I'm acting poor or I'm acting rich. Right. So, at the same time, like... You got to, like, think about it. Like, there is no such thing as black card or white card. Correct. You know, if anything, I know I got a white card. Because I grew up listening to Nickelback, Cumbersnatch, <laughs> um, Paramore, um, uh, uh, Snow Patrol. You know, I, I Linkin Park. I loved all of these people. So, but it's that's what it's about. You got to have balance in both, you know. So if you do have any type of cards, you need a black card well, and a white card. In the, in the black community, man, if you... If you have one white um, uh, characteristic, I swear you automatically out the click, bro. I can, you know, I've, you know, this is serious Chris time right now. <clears throat> I have had an experience with my black card being revoked. You know what I'm saying? And um, it really hurt because I felt the pressure of being black. I was like, <sighs> get the fuck out of here. <sighs> it's like, I can't even cry. <laughs> nah, for real though. You know what I'm saying? I did. It was pressure because like people be like, "Oh, you ain't black because you ain't." Because like, um, what? I, I mean, I do a lot of black things. I eat watermelon. I uh, I'm, I'm I'm late for work all the time. Um, I like chicken, fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I watched all the. I ain't watched all the black movies. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, they'll name one movie. Like you seen that? Like nah, I ain't seen that. Ah, oh, bro, come on, bro. Oh, you ain't black, bro. Cause you ain't. I like, bro. Why is black called a thing? I don't, I don't it's, understand. It's, it's something you gotta created by black people yeah. to down other black people. It really because is. for some reason, black people want people to be so black that they just like yeah. down and just yeah. out. <laughs> like exactly. They don't want you to be people like act better. Like, people act like people didn't grow up privileged. Like I'm, I know it's black people out there who haven't seen Minutes of Society or, uh, you know what I'm saying, Fridays and all those other films. I know that for a fact. So I'm not expecting every black person to have seen that or to know about everything in black culture. You know what I'm saying? You just have to, like, you got to realize, bro, everybody didn't grow up like you. You know what I'm saying? And that's always been annoying because I've always been called an Oreo. Like, when I was uh, uh, younger, you know, people called me an Oreo because they said that I talked white or I listened to white music or... Um, I hung around white people and it's just like, I went to a predominantly black school and I went to a predominantly white school. I decided that, okay, I didn't want to hang out with these black kids at this school because they were mean. When I first, my, I first, I went to my first predominantly black school 
in the fourth grade. And I remember crying on my first day of school because they kept asking me if I was little boy. And they kept telling me I looked like little Romeo and little Bow Wow and just Jordan because I had cornrows straight to the this back. This before the Pusha T era? This before you would like Pusha T? He, I told you he said I look like Pusha T. <laughs> <laughs> what? So this oh, was what? after Pusha T. Okay, I okay. looked like Pusha T as a young child. But anyway, so I decided that I wanted to hang out with white kids because they were nicer to me. You know, the black kids didn't understand me. Like, the black kids were like, oh, you know, she she thinks she white or she thinks she better than us. Yeah, I literally I had a girl days, yeah. ask me if I, I was like, no. I said, I'm so sorry that, you know. And the thing is, at the time. I would have talked about you, too. I ain't going to lie. When we was in middle school and elementary school, even high school, hell, we used to be like, man, you talk white. And that shit around. is so ignorant. Around. I'm, I'm going to need for everybody to let go of these slave traits that yeah. we have because that is so ignorant what is talking white is talking white mean that you're talking like you have good sense are you talking are you articulating well and if that's the case can black people not articulate their words well i know i get it we're pros at the ebonics but at the same time we're not slaves okay it's okay to let other black people be educated yeah and i i, I ain't gonna lie i struggle with this sometimes because um Okay, uh, I'm not gonna say no names, but one time, um, me call and my him out, fam- call him out. I'm just <laughs> me and my family had went to a, a family member's house, um, because my aunt had died, and we was on the west side. You know, I'm, I got folks on the west side, so um, there was our was the outside side playing ball. You know how you put the basketball goal to the side of the curb, and you know it's like twenty kids in the street and they shooting ball and just mm-hmm. having fun. And my cousin was like, "Oh my god, look at that." I'm like, nigga, they just having fun, bro. Damn, can they? You never seen a nigga play basketball in the street before? Okay, we used to stay out in the street. We almost got hit by a car. We almost hit cars with our basketballs, but we, yeah. you know. But back to that, it's like I have a problem with privileged black people shaming, like, the less fortunate black people. Like, I ain't gonna lie, that's the most humbling experience is being around the non-bougie side of the family. It is, and they appreciate more. You know, and I have friends who are very privileged, and the ones that are privileged, they don't appreciate shit. You know, I take that back. One of them, she does. She most definitely does. But the other, like, out of my friends that are privileged, they listening to this like, first of all, no, 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 no. Because a lot of them are, they like, a lot of my friends are very privileged. And, you know, they, it's certain things that they don't do. It's certain... Um, a while ago, a long, long time ago, I took one of my friends to my nail shop and it's in a, a little dark spot. It's in the, like a little hood area. Not even like, you know, it's not on the nicest oh, side of town. Black car revolt. You said hood area. Give me that. That's, I mean, that's what it is. It's a, it's a, a, a not so privileged place. And you know, like she said, am I going to get shot out here? Hood area. <laughs> this is your area. It's just space. <laughs> hood area. <laughs> She's like, am I going to get shot out here? Why would I bring you somewhere? You know me. You know I'm not going to put your life in danger. Why in the hell would I bring you somewhere where I could possibly get shot too? What, yeah, I'm going to use you. Yeah, they're going to be shooting out here and I'm going to use you as my target. Like, I mean, as my shield. So at the same, like, I just, I, you know, I don't like the... You know, I understand what you're saying. The privileged people looking yeah. down on the not so privileged. Because, like, you know... I had friends growing up, and they knew that I didn't have half of the things that they had. I've had friends who didn't have half of the things that I had. Because, like I said, I grew up on both sides of the fence. You're kind of in the middle, in a way. Yeah, I had a balance. You was, like, underneath uh, middle class, would you say? It was middle class. Just straight middle class. And it wasn't even, like, a class thing. Like, because, you know, we were up here. We were well. We were low, like we were low, low at one point. She's doing, like, hand gestures, by the way, (laughs) y'all. We were very low. And then we ended up getting very high. Yeah. And you know, and so like you know, I and I can remember um, when I was younger, you know, not having things because, um, you know, like well, just not having. And then I can remember getting older, and I had like you know, I didn't want for anything. We had food. Yeah. We never had to worry about anything, you know. So like I said, it's about balance. It so, is, like, man. privileged people, please get around some poverty motherfuckers, okay? Yeah, man. Please. I promise you, it'll humble you, bro. You'll be like, damn, like, these niggas having fun. And you're going to be grateful for what you got. Because I know a lot of... These hoodlums having a great time. <laughs> these hoodlums having a great time out here. These hood rats are having so much fun out here. Gosh. No, but... Pass me the ball. <laughs> you shoot the rock. <laughs> but, 
you know, like a lot of times. And another thing is a lot of people who grew up without without anything don't want to don't really want to hang with privileged people because privileged people like to throw shit this in kinda, your face. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Like I don't really don't like being around privileged people like that because like. Now I'm, it's not an issue, I'm but when we were younger, yeah, when we were younger, it was hard because you know they always threw shit in your face. Being ignorant was fun though, like that that stuck up shit. That shit wasn't cool, bro. We man, come on now. You know, like you know, I had friends uh, who I've actually heard them say shit like, "Well, you know, well this is mine," so or you know, you don't have this, or you know, you know, it was always thrown. So a lot of people who didn't have what the privileged people had didn't really want to hang around, you know, non. Yeah. Uh, people that had what they didn't have, you know, so. Right. And see, here's the thing, like, you know, on my mom's side of the family, it's like, they ain't hood, but, like, they kind of, like, they kind of country hood. So, like, when I just go to my auntie's house, I'm talking about it's, it's weed, cigarettes, and, you know what I'm saying. Smoking all... cigarettes make you hood? No, I'm just saying, like, you know how some people aren't used to that environment. You feel what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, we used to walk, we used to come home smelling like smoke, you know what I'm saying? But some people, like, Oh my God, the, the smell. It's just, oh, I just can't take it. It's like, yo, just relax, bro. It's just cigarette smoke. That's how my sister used to be. It used to be so funny. Ebony, I used to be a very avid weed smoker, as some of you may know. And my sister would be like, oh my God, she's smoking weed. Like, oh my God. Like, Ebony looked down on me, you know? And <laughs> I feel so ashamed sometimes. I was like, um, well, I mean, you don't understand. Now her ass out here smoking and she get it. Shit happens yeah. in life. You go through shit. So yeah. you start doing shit. But like I was saying, yeah, nah, you got to, you know what I'm saying? Touch the green. Sometimes. Yeah. You got to touch the green to see what I mean. So, you know, like I was saying, privileged people get around some people who ain't got shit and you and, and be humble because throwing shit in people's faces is not cool. You know, the fact that they didn't seen too many black movies or they have yeah. too many black cards, you know, yeah. sometimes that hurts people's feelings and people who ain't got shit. Wait your turn because you you going to come up. You going to get what you need. But you know what I appreciate, though? I appreciate people that's from the streets or from the hood. that like have like that balance, like like a hood nigga that read books. Or a hood chick that ain't no hoe. Like, I, I think this shit's so what, cool. What? Where is the correlation? You know, a lot of people think that hood women are hoes. Why you couldn't say a hood woman, a hood woman that read? I, nah, huh? I, I had to say what? something. I had to say something, man. No, you, you don't say that because okay, that's hood, problematic. A hood woman that's saving herself for marriage. How about that? Why does that matter? Okay, okay a, a hood, hood nigga who's saving himself for marriage. A hood nigga okay, who that. ain't got kids. A okay, hood that. nigga <laughs> who will actually read a book. A hood nigga who don't say... Who ain't driving no Crown Vic, you know what I'm saying? A hood nigga who don't wear Burberry, you know, so... <laughs> Burberry. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying, like I just I, I I've always like just like a hood nigga with vocabulary, you know what I'm saying? It's like damn, bro, like you you kind of see your way out of this now. You got you got the perfect balance of this shit, you know what I'm saying? You from the streets, yeah, you sell drugs, whatever, but you articulate at the same time. That's how one of my coworkers is. I hope he is. I hope he listens to this because he is so hood, like he's so gangster and he's so funny to me. I'm talking about you, AJ. AJ is very funny. He's like, he's so hood. You know, he was telling me about some of the stuff that, you know, he had went through back at home and he decided he wanted to go to school. He said he promised his mama he was going to go to school. I think I'm going to be telling me about this. Yeah. And I just like, every I have, I have so much respect for him because he's so hood. He's so gangster. <laughs> but he book hood, smart too. A hood nigga gave me a loan one time. He worked in Northport. I forgot his name. But uh, I, I was looking there, bro. I like, Brother, like he kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like he, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he was cool as hell, though. But we he judge got people. We, we love to judge people. You know, we see people. I used to get judged. No, when, a I, lot. when I saw him, I was just like, okay, I, 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 I get a sense that you, you know what I'm saying? A little bit educated. That you ain't far, that you ain't far removed, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you got a professional job, but you still got your heat under your seat, you know what I'm saying? That type of shit. It, it like that's what I said. That's why I have so much respect for AJ because you know he's doing the damn thing. Like he's he came from you he know a rough area. Though, he was fucking it up. Yeah, he's he's you know yeah. at the University of Alabama, but he'll fuck you up. You know, and I like I really hope you listen to because I have so much respect for him. I I try to tell him. But um, oh, I, I I to this day I still can't find my classification because like I don't know. I don't know what I am. You know, and we try to, like, put ourselves in a, a category, but really, we, like, we are our own people, you know, and 
it's annoying because like you know everybody has a category that they want to be in but why do we have to have categories why can't why? we just live our lives why and be, can't we just live our lives i don't put myself in any category because i am me me am i so you know what i be trying to tell you like you know like it's all what kind of black person are you i'm like shit i don't know here what do you mean what kind of black i'm i the, a regular black person I eat fried chicken I eat watermelon I, I sing I dance I, I curse people I out I'm always late I'm always late so I mean like what what the hell kind of question is that I and if you are a white teach. person listen to this do not ask a black person what type of black person they are because you most likely will get your ass beat and don't make sleep. assumptions about what kind of black person they are okay just because you see a nigga sagging don't mean he ain't educated. Don't mean he ain't working at your local dentist office, okay? He probably not. I know somebody, um, he went to Northridge. Um, what's that dude's name? He's a dentist now. He's a dentist. He went to Northridge? Yeah, he graduated like a little, I think a year after me or the same year. He went Northridge. I ain't going down to play. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> nah, playing. No, bro, but you know, I like shit like that. Like, okay, yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? You, you from that area, but you know what I'm saying? But you making a way out of it. I fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, as long as you don't get complacent with where you at. It's not no. about where you are from. It's about what you do with where you came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are a lot of people who came from shit on the ground. And, you know, they've made something out. Deontay Wilder, didn't he grow up? I'm not sure. I don't really know much about Deontay Wilder, but I'm pretty sure I've heard, you know, he grew up in a not so fortunate area on the west side, or he went to Central or something yo, yo, like that. Yeah, he went to see how. Yeah, he was a Falcon though. And you know, and now look at him. Like I don't even know what type of car he drive, but I seen that hoe, and it's you know it's it's pretty nice. I was behind him in traffic one day. He was in the um he was in the Rolls Royce. Speaking Rolls Royce. of um cars, I told my coworker I was gonna shout him out in his favorite car, and I can't even think of the name of it. So shout out to Michael who Nick wants man. a um. An Ashton Martin Cullinan. Ash- no, it's Ash- not a. It's a Cullinan. It's is it an Ashton Martin Cullinan? You know what I'm talking about, Pat? That's what he wants. And he was like, "Please pray that I get that car." I said, "You're gonna get it." And I was telling him, "Say so you're gonna get your car." I had to do that while I was thinking about it. You gonna get your car, man? Man, don't pray for that, man. No, don't don't pray for no car. Hell, he got a car on it. You pray for a car. You pray for whatever it is you want. You know what I had to do because I realized that when I pray, I don't really ask God for anything. Rolls Royce, that's what it is. Rolls Royce Cullen. He won't say all black. He told me, I was like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. I'm going to give you two years. I give you two years and you got it. You know, because we got to speak those things, especially about people. And that's what people need. Because, you know, like a lot of people feel like nobody supports them or, you know, they don't have a they don't have a, a strong support system, especially when it comes to friends. Because, you know, you'll tell your friends, oh, I want a Rolls Royce Cullen. And they're just like, bro, be realistic. That is realistic. You know, like. You need people who are going to support you around you. You know, if you tell me that you um that you want to go to the moon next year, okay, go to the moon. Let's go. Okay, cool. I mean, but I ain't going with you, but if you carless, I pray that you get a car. But if you got a car and you want some fancy shit, I'm not praying for that. First of all, no. First of all, <laughs> we have things that we want, you know, and it's okay to pray for the things that you want. You may not get it, and that's one thing I had to learn. God, God, one of the most funny acting, <laughs> funny acting people, people, spirit, spirit, no <laughs> spirit. spirit, But you know, you know, I want to talk about that in a minute. But um, you know, we're gonna have to wrap it up as well. But uh, also, like you know, we pray a lot of times for things. And what I had to realize is that when I was praying for things, I didn't get it. You know, I did get it, but it didn't come when I wanted it to, you know? Yeah. You know, and they say, uh, he may not come when you want him to, but he's always Always on on, time. Don't let Minister Chris come out the jacket now. (laughs) I preach now. (laughs) Okay. Johnny Tucker. But, um, but we, uh, like I was about to say, uh, you know, when you're talking to God, it feels like, I don't like, I don't know, I just don't say spirit, because it feels like I'm talking to an actual person. Like, I don't know, like when I'm praying, I feel like there's, that that somebody's there beside me, like I can feel him. And you know, people yeah. say, oh, that's the spirit that you feel, but I feel like I'm just talking to like an actual person. It's hard to describe, man. It's hard it to is. Describe. You know, we all have our different relationships with God, and we're going to have to get into that next time. We're going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in for the next show. It'll be episode four on next Sunday, Chris.
I was I was eight minutes late and she's pissed off about that. Boy, you just can't win for losing sometimes. You can't. Not with me, you can't. You always losing. Especially when you're doing dumb shit. Pat, but, I feel so sorry for you, man. I, I, I know you probably bought one less taco home and she got on your ass about it. First of all. I told you light cheese on this taco. Actually, you know what? We're going to get into that another time, too. Because I only tell you about what he did. I got I to gotta brag on him, even though I really don't want to look at him right now. I don't know. Like, what What did you do to me? Did, did, I, did you do something to me? Y'all got in the fight for I got here? Did we? I don't know. I just don't want to look at him. I'm just like, oh, no, I know what you did. When we were sitting right here, and then you was like over explaining it to me, and I told you to remind me of that one person that's always over explaining stuff. I didn't tell you that you was doing it, but you kind of upset me. But anyway, I'm gonna go back to that because I don't want to look at his face. Mm-hmm. But so I had uh, I was on Snapchat, and you know I was looking at um, my friends. They be going out all the time, and they was looking so cute. And I was like, damn, I'm so tired of being fucking ugly, bro. Like I just want to get, I just want to go out. I want to have a reason to get fine. This man pop up with a Charlotte Ruse bag. It was like, well, I saw your Snapchat, so, you know, I got you some um, clothes. And so that was, like, you know, really sweet of him. Damn, Pat, who taught you how to treat a woman, bro? Because I swear, like, you winning, bro. <laughs> like, God damn. I had to. I, I would have never thought of that. I'd be like, damn, well, she. She do be ugly. I wonder when she going <laughs> to the mall to get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she do be ugly sometimes. I'm on my way home and shit. He probably, he probably, he probably you know, he probably uh, was thinking that anyway. My you know, coworker. You know, you know he probably would. He was probably, oh, shit. If I want to keep this shit going, I guess I got to do this shit, man. Ah, fuck it. I don't want to go get it. I mean, it's it's cute, but then at the same time, it's just like, oh, my God. He always, like, because he's always doing stuff. He's always buying me stuff or surprising me with stuff. And, you know, we, you know, women like that, but it's just like, damn, like, okay, I get it. You you bought me everything I want. That's it. I don't want no more. And he just keep it coming. He's just like, I'm like, okay, whatever. But, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. So yeah, man. make sure y'all wrapping it up, but we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Hey, no condoms 2019, man. We're going in raw every First single time. First of all, incorrect. I'm condoms calling the police. Extinct. Condoms are extinct. <laughs> no more Trojans, no more off brand shit. We're going in raw all People year. People using Trojans? I thought we, we was using Magnus. Yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't use con. You know what? We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap. We're going to stop the podcast. That's what we're going to do. So thanks for listening, guys. Catch us again on Sunday. Hey, one more thing before we close. Oh, my God. Free R. Kelly. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Before we, before we, before we finish up, just understand that people make mistakes, and we have to pray for them. Robert is a troubled man. Please have prayers for R. Kelly. That's very true. Please have prayers for him. Instead of judging him, even though he should be judged by an actual judge. You judge the fuck out of him. Okay. Today. First of all, because he was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. But, you know, we're going to talk about something else another time. I'm tired of R. Kelly. I'm blocking R. Kelly out of my life. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to see him. Can't hear, can't speak, can't see nothing. So, all right, y'all. This is for the record.